Good morning. Happy Monday, June 5th. Um, let's get this out of the way. Your boy is going to be traveling this week. Not sure if it's tomorrow or Wednesday. I will know more. So uh, subscribe to, uh, well, add the private Facebook group. That's usually where I'll, I'll be pretty active and, and, and update stuff. Um, the, the link tree is down below. You can find everything. The socials are in the, um, the, the icons below my picture. Uh, other thing is subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, I gave some bonus content this weekend. Yes, bonus Gary content. Uh, I am not going to go over spy QQQ and TQQQ too much because I posted not only my thoughts on, on it uh, yesterday. Yesterday, I think in the morning, I took a couple hours. I mean, it was a couple hours of work to try and do that. Um, but I not only posted my thoughts, I posted charts. So you can actually see the charts, download the charts, look at the charts, see what I look at, and then, you know, maybe read the commentary afterwards. You know, take a look at the charts, see what you see, and then read the commentary afterwards. That's how I would use the newsletter, is when I do post charts, eh, look at the charts first, the pictures. I mean, let's all act like fifth graders and look at the pictures first. (laughs) Your teacher would yell at you that that's not the right thing to do. But your boy is telling you, look at the pictures first. Um, Friday, just an enormous, I mean, look at that move just in the, the morning candle right there on Spy. Um, you, you know, I, I can look at the, Q, Q, the Qs as well. The ironic thing is the massive move on Friday uh, was big in non-tech stocks. What I want to do is show you the heat map. So this is on Finviz. You can go here and just, you know, look at it any time in the day. It's 15 minutes uh, unless you subscribe to um, to Finviz. It's 15 minutes delayed. But what I want to take your eyes from is this is normally the bright green section. But look at the bright green sections. Ah, oh, and it just updated. Ah, oh, it just updated. So uh, I can't show it to you again. They just updated it. But uh, let me see. I don't, I think I can, eh, maybe I could do it. Um, nah, maybe I can't. Uh, I'm not subscribed to it, but that was it. The bright green sections were down here. What that means is that I think we're seeing a, a catch-up trade, uh, a catch-up trade for the rest of the market. Remember, this is a look at DIA, which is the Dow Jones, uh, SPY, which is the S&P, QQQ, which is typically the NASDAQ, is the NASDAQ 100, and IWN, which is the small and medium caps. So year to date, you can see uh, we are up in, in Dow Jones about 2%, SPY 12.37, Qs are just outperforming out the wazoo, 34%, IWM is up 5%. What I see here, and, and this is just a graph, is this move up. We've all of a sudden moved up. So it's a confirmation of this bull rally. Now, everything moved up. My guess, and it's just a guess, is that, with, and, and I'll post this link. You can look at this exact chart on Sinking Alpha. I'll post this link on the, the newsletter, and you can click on it and just look at this chart. But my guess is this means that this SPY, uh, this IWM, and this DIA will probably come up to meet that, those cues, and that will mean a catch-up trade. Um, that's just my assumption. Um, but there is, uh, if you want to look at a catch up trade, there's an ETF 
RSP, and this is an equal weighted uh, S&P. So what that means is rather than having these big boxes, when you're looking at uh, Microsoft and Apple and NVIDIA and Google and Amazon and Meta, having these huge boxes, and you see down here, LIN, APD, SHW, uh, PPG, um, you see gold, um, you see CTVA, you see all of these little utility boxes, you see all these little energy companies. What an equal weighted ETF is, it makes all these boxes equal. And so RSP might be, might be the good trade now. Now, your RSI is at 61. This is on the four-hour algorithm. The actual buy-in, 143.88. It's trading at 143.80 right now. So you're probably going to be able to get it at a slight discount. It is under the 200-day. And that's what we like to see. Because typically when you're under the 200-day and you have this bullish move up, you get over the 200-day. So this one might not be a bad one because, and this is the reason I say this, if it's an equal weighted, you might not keep up with the big guys if the big guys continue to push through. But this one might be a decent one to just sit and hold. Sit and hold. If we look at a weekly of this one, you can just, you're in this, this ascending triangle right here, ascending wedge. You've got these double tops right here at about 155. I wouldn't buy at 155. But the, the other times when you've come, come down near this 200 day and you're just on the 50 day, you're kind of moving up. So I, I, I like it here. I, I like this one here. Um, your boy, uh, and we're going to continue to hear the barks, but your boy may buy a little bit of this one in, in long-term portfolios. Uh, the next Fed meeting, June 13th. June 13th is the next Fed meeting. Um, that's next week, I think, the week after. Um, the expectation is a pause. With that pause, uh, if we get a pause, doesn't mean that it's over. just means a pause. But the market has a pause priced in. What could take the market down? Eh, maybe if they raise. But I would expect more raises. Anyway, uh, but again, you're going to see, uh, you know, probably some volatility around next week. I think that's the next thing that you're seeing. That's just the next catalyst. Um, let's talk about some stocks. Tesla, which is up in pre-market. You know why? Because it's freaking June. Take a look at this. Let's just take a look at the, the we'll move this back. Um, let's move this back to 2010, June 2010. Look at June. Best month, 13 years. I announced this at the beginning. That's why you're seeing it up. Tesla's up. Uh, they announced that they, there was some good news out of China, making them the most popular vehicle again. Um, remember, you can trade TSLL, I think it is. TSLL is um, the one and a half times shares of Tesla, which have been moving pretty well. And I think TSLQ is the bear. Uh, if you want to trade short on Tesla, I don't know any moron that would actually short Tesla, but if you want to short Tesla, TSLQ is your thing. Um, XLB. Um, let's look at XLB. XLB is the materials space sector. And what I want to show you is a long-term, we're going to go weekly. What I want to show you is uh, XLB prior to COVID was at 61. 
you kind of had your bounce up here after COVID, May 2021, and you kind of hit almost triple tops, double top definitely up here at 92, but you're down here at 78. You're close to the 200-day. What's happened every time you've come close to the 200-day? Boom, bounce. You go under the 200, boom, bounce. You, go, you touch the 200-day, boom, bounce. So XLB might be a sector that you want to look at. I do have Cleveland Cliffs. I think that's included in XLB. Um, I don't have any others, but the, the materials got a bounce on Friday. So XLB might be a trade. Uh, talk about one that, that I like that has earnings coming up, Oracle. It's a podcast favorite. This one has been on the move. I mean, we covered this one way back in the 70s and the 60s. And I said, there's one stock that actually rivals Apple as far as buying stock back and then uh, retiring that stock. And it's Oracle. You can see back here, October in the October low, 62. You're at 105 today. Um, around earnings, their earnings are June 12th. So it's happening, what, this week or next week? I don't know. I don't have the days in front of me, but it's probably next week. Um, I read an article. They typically pop 5 to 10% on earnings. Uh, it's high, but this is an AI stock. Ride that F, that AI stock. I was almost cursed, but ride that AI d train. Uh, let, you know, get on top, surfboard it. Do like you know a lot of like daredevils do. Ride the AI train. Uh, if this goes crazy, like Nvidia, because of some AI trend, something happens. You can see a pop up to 110, 120. You got confirmation. There's a little bit of button hook uh, forming. I would add about 10% prior to earnings. But keep an eye out for it because if it, if it comes back down below 100, I'll probably add up on it. But Oracle is a podcast favorite. I have not added it. I have traded it several times within this range. Currently, do not own it, but I like it. Uh, and I mentioned the, the real podcast favorite and 40% of my portfolio is Apple. You want to know why? Apple's like a savings account. Not only do they have the high, high, uh, high uh, rate of interest, savings account. But you can just put your money in the stock and they buy $9 billion of it back every quarter. Um, they have their de developers conference th today. Uh, there's expected to be a headset. Uh, I had a discussion with one of the listeners with a MacBook Air 15-inch screen with an M2 chip. That is going to be a sweet spot because I hate the small laptop screens that I have for charting. Charting sucks on those small laptop screens. So I told the, the, the listener, I said, you know, wait for that one because I do think it's going to have a M2 chip. Uh, my M1 chip on my 14-inch MacBook Pro, unbelievable. It blows away my maxed out uh, iMac with an Intel chip. Blows away with what it can do and, and the speed that it can do it. I have, I, I think, 50, 60 gigs of uh, RAM just on this machine that I'm using right now. And, and my, uh, I think it's 16-bit, 16, 16 uh, gig. Uh, RAM, MacBook Pro, blows it away, blows it away. You're going to see a new M2 Studio Mac, maybe a Mac Pro, that one had, but you know, Studio Mac is kind of doing the work of a Mac Pro, so I don't know why they would do that. Um, they're generating $100 billion of free cash flow every year. That alone deserves the multiple that they have. China is still soft. Imagine if they get, they get some boom in China, what this stock will do. Uh, the other big thing, India. They opened up their, their, their uh, store in India. You couldn't get in. It's like, like IKEA. I went to India in 2018. 
I was in the, the first Ikea there. I mean, you had to wait in line to get in. I didn't wait in line because it's an Ikea. But Apple kind of opened up their big thing right there. and it, it is what it is. I mean, Apple, I, I can't say buy it here at 180 but I think it's a $200 stock sometime either this year or next year. I can't guarantee this year it would be a big move for it to move to 200 That would be, mean that the S&P would be at all-time highs. Um, and if we go back to SPY, you got a long way for, for the S&P to be at all-time all highs. Uh, back in 2021, I think it was January 2021 was the all-time highs. You've got this one up here at four, 480. Yeah, that, that, that move would be huge. So uh, I like Apple though. And, and I'm excited, excited to hear about the glasses. The rumor is, and, and I saw a, a, a video this weekend on YouTube, that Apple may release the, uh, the headset um, late this year. So it's going to be announced, but it won't be released. That would kind of suck, but I get why they're doing it. Listen, Facebook had, it felt so threatened that they had to release theirs. I think you're going to see Apple just like everything else. Apple will be the hardware provider. Um, there's going to be this journal app. And, and my thought on the journal app is that they're making their way into social media. I think that's Apple's entry into social media. Honest to God, I think it's Apple's entry into social media. Um, they will probably uh, push into social media with this, this app. I don't know anybody who's going to be super excited about sharing, um, but I remember Facebook when Facebook was nice and fun and it was, um, oh, I got to restart trends, by but it was nice. It was fun. It was just family and friends. You didn't have a ton of ads. You didn't have hate speech. You didn't have suggested groups. It was just basically you could go on there and see photos of friends and family and see what was going on. That may be what this journal app turns into. If the journal app turns into that, I'm all for it. Uh, Apple has had their eye on Facebook for a number of years. I mean, look at what they did to, uh, to Facebook with their privacy stuff. So Facebook tries to get back at them by releasing the headset early, but you know uh, Facebook's headset isn't coming out till September. Significantly cheaper. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Evan on Facebook uh, asked me, SCHD, is it a buy at 71? Any thoughts about XLI? Let's look at SCHD. Um, this is the Schwab U.S. Dividend Fund. Um, let me see. SCHD, uh, it is Financial Exchange Trade Fund. I don't see too much about it, down 5% year to date. Uh, it's got a 3.71% dividend. Um, I don't see too much on here about it, but uh, SCHD, let's look. Um, right now, it looks like, um, I want to get the numbers up here. Trendspider's having a bit of a problem right now. Um, there we go. 7120, ironically. 7120. You are in this descending wedge. And I would worry, I don't know what's in this. It's a dividend equity fund. So I would probably buy it. I mean, I'm seeing kind of capitulation here. I'm not seeing much lower. Um, you know, back here in October, you're seeing 67. I think this goes to um, remember when I said earlier that the rest of the market is rallying? This one kind of goes into that too. 
Because if it's a U.S. equity fund, um, dividend equity fund, it probably gets all those uh, value, value trap stocks, which haven't performed. And you can see they just haven't performed as well as like all the tech stuff. So the two, I, I would be wary with the 200 day and the 50 day so negative. Um, from a long-term perspective, that's a pretty big move for a dividend equity fund. So I'm not loving it, but if you're into dividends, I don't think it's horrible. I, you know, in my mind, 3% dividend. I mean, I kind of go back to it. Why not buy PXD and oil fund? 11% dividend. It's down around 200. Um, you know, you've got a price war going on with the Saudis cutting a million barrels. I'll do that later. Uh, I probably go in, if you're into dividends, into like an oil company that pays dividend. I think these Schwab equity dividend, eh, nothing that I, I think is like, oh my God, I've got to buy that one now. So hopefully that's not like dinging it too much because if you want dividends, buy the dividends. Uh, Spider Sector XLI, this is industrials. This includes like um, some defense contractors and things. It's again, same thing, Evan. 10101 is the buy. You're trading at 196. In these, you're simply, in the uh, spider sectors, you're simply looking for a good entry point. I would say it's not a bad entry point from a uh, short-term uh, perspective. When we go back to a long-term, you're kind of looking at it, just put it, you know, it, within this trading range. And, and recently, I mean, October, you're seeing it down around 83. That would be a 20% pullback. If you believe in this sector, I, I don't think you're going to go wrong. Um, the, the, the industrials will always be there. If we go into a recession, you could see this start to come down, but I think you'd see it pop back up. Um, Pre-pandemic, you're at 82. So I don't think 100 is horrible for this one. Eh, it's not getting me ex as excited as like AI. I mean, what are they doing in AI with industrials? Um, Butch from Facebook. Nike, I don't own this yet. Quick look at the chart, and I'm thinking it wants to do another leg up. Bounced off weekly support and weekly candle. Looks bullish. Any thoughts? Um, what I told uh, Butch was your boy doesn't wear Nike. Your boy is not a Nike fan. Nike's fabrics just don't go well with this ginger skin. Uh, so I have not uh, owned this one in the past. I think you're right. Uh, this is a, a Dow stock. I think it's a, you know, obviously a, a huge weight on the index. I mean, if we just go to this and we look up Nike, Nike's somewhere in here. There it is. I mean, look at that box. That box is, it, it's about what, a third of the size of Tesla. So it's a fairly big box. It's as big as UPS, if not bigger. Um, I think it's, a, it, it's, it's not going anywhere, meaning that you're not going to zero. You just covered this gap down here. You do have this gap um, between 92 and 96. Are you upset in the long term if you buy this at 107 and you just hold out? Probably not. China's just starting to open up. The death cross happened May 23rd. So I'd be a little bit careful. And, and the 107 tells me that I think it's bullish. Um, this one, here's the performance of the, the if you want to you know, time it, uh, the algorithm makes you 24% if you bought two years ago and you had 25 positions, 40% of them are wins. So you have a four in 10 chance of winning on this trade if you buy it at 107 today. Uh, 20, if you bought it two years ago and just held onto it, you're down 20%. So let's look at Nike here. 
Um, the 52-week range, if you go in here, 82 to 131. So buying at 107, you're kind of right in the middle. You're a little bit higher than half. Um, but 82 in October, that was just too freaking low. That was, hey, well, you know, it's down 10%, 7.89% uh, this year, 10% over the one year. So I, I don't think you're bad. It's a 1.26. I just don't wear it. I wear Under Armour. I will bring up Under Armour a little bit later. Uh, and I wear Puma. But Nike for me, eh. To, I, 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 I agree with you. I think it's a, it wants to do a leg up. Um, but I think you're in this trading range between 100 and 120. So the upside for me, probably starting at 120, I'd look at selling it. Sean uh, from Facebook, thoughts on AMD. I'm up 7% after being down 30%. Huge position for me. Uh, and a part of me just wants to take the profits and get out because I've gotten so beaten up on this stock over the last two years. Do I need to man up and keep holding the position or sell it and get into something else like NVIDIA? So I heard um, there's a new chip um, that NVIDIA did. Um, and I heard about it on the All In podcast this weekend. Um, Grace, the Grace chip. It basically, if you don't know, uh, NVIDIA is famous for uh, GPUs, graphic process unit. Um, so GPUs, oh, hold on one second. I do have to stop recording here. Okay, sorry, I'm back. The dog, rough night with the dog, rough night. She has a little uh, bubbly tummy. So I don't know where I was with AMD, but the NVIDIA chip, um, NVIDIA does GPUs, graphic process units. They are talking about going to CPUs. So they will do a dual chip that does both GPU and CPU. Could be a game changer. We're talking about as big an impact on the chip industry as Intel was. Um, and if you, you're not following me on Twitter, there's a great, a great uh, animation, animated chart that shows uh, NVIDIA versus Intel and how Intel just flew up early against, uh, you know, uh, uh, NVIDIA. But then NVIDIA took them up. Well, AMD, in my mind, um, Sean, I'm in the same boat you are. Uh, I'm, I think my, my uh, I'm up, I don't even know how much. I think my average purchase price is like 95 or something. So I'm probably not even up 7% like you are. Um, but I was down the exact same amount. Added some on the way up. Not enough um, to actually make it worthwhile. I, I was holding on to that money thinking that, okay, I'm going to get into NVIDIA kind of like you were. I don't blame you for getting out here. Here's what I want you to, to know, though. If you've had this um, for two years, start taking profits. Uh, I would take some, at least some of that 7%. I, I'd take half of it right now. Uh, not to say that we won't be at, at you know, 130. Let's see. AMD, let's see what their 52-week range is. Uh, yeah, you're 10, 130 is the 52-week high. So you're 10% below that. And you're seeing the button hook happen on the chart. I'd probably think about selling out. I don't think that you get into, you trade it off for NVIDIA. Um, I think you could, but I, I, what I'd rather see you do, you're going to take profits on this. So you're not locked out of actually buying it again. There's a gap between 109 and 115. I, I think we're heading for that gap. You see it below this nine day right now. It opened up below that nine day. Um, you're down 0.71. I think at 117, I'd, I'd sell it. 
If I were in your position, I'd sell it. If this is in a retirement account uh, and you've been holding for two years, I'd probably sell it too. In my mind, I think you're coming back down here towards this 200-day. The 50 and the 200 are moving positive. You've got this gap, which is fairly strong. I think you could put your money back in at 108. But what I'd probably do is not necessarily put all your eggs in one basket like you did if it's that big of a position for you. What I would do is probably take your profits on this, then take half of it and buy NVIDIA. Then take the other half and buy AMD when it has confirmation. You're still in this as far as the algorithm goes. But see here, see this button hook and how it got you out with 13% at uh, 92 instead of getting you out 101 here? The button hook is kind of late in responding. Again, the algorithm doesn't optimize to the exact high and low. You can't time the market that way. So, Sean, I, I, my best take on it is if you're in a brokerage account, you've got a long-term uh, capital gains of 15%. If you're in a, a retirement account, I think either way, I think you sell out of it and just kind of put your money into, uh, it, it, you know, spread it around. Even buy SOXL uh, or SOXX is probably the best one, uh, but SOXX is just a semiconductor index. So that way you get both Intel and AMD. You can spread it around a little bit. Um, but I, I think AMD, I, I don't want to discount what AMD is doing. AMD is still a great company. Lisa Sue, great. Again, great company, great management with great products and great earnings. I don't think you're going you're gonna to regret it. But I would probably get out. It, it sounds like um, <laughs> I'm reading into psychology. It'll make you happy to take profits. Doesn't mean you have to get back in, but you'll have that money. If you're worried about that one, I would take that one. Um, is it? Hold on, I have to look at uh, the Facebook group because Brian asked me, "Is it about B E N?" Uh, let's see. Um, bu- 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 bu. Let's go and let's look. I think he asked me about BEN. Yeah, Ben Franklin Resources. It's an energy company. I thought I had mistyped it for some reason. Um, BEN, he said he, he, he's interested in this one, basically looking at insider buys. Um, so you can see it's been beaten up. Let's look at what Ben is. I think it's an energy company when I looked at it. Um, it's 52 week ranges between 20 and 34. Today you're trading at 25. So you're kind of right in the middle. Nothing high, nothing low. Target price is 24.55. And you're trading at 25.05. Good dividend, 4.88% management. It's financial. It's not energy. It's financial asset management. Down 5%. Let me just make sure that's what he asked me about. Uh, BRN. I knew I mistyped it. BRN. He's not interested in Ben. BR Barnwell. I knew it was Barnwell. Uh, it just, let me make sure that's changed. Uh, Apple thought I was typing in Ben. Um, but BRN. So this is oil and gas. I knew it was oil and gas that he asked me about. Year to date down 5%, uh, 52 week range, $1.89 to $3.33. That's more like Brian. Hey, let's get into this penny stock stuff. $27 million market cap, uh, only 9 million shares floated. So it's not, this, this is not one that I would say, hey, you can get in and out of very easily. Just realize this one's going to take a lot of work to, uh, to match you up. So it's not like you can trade this one on a penny stock. 
uh, he did say what brought him into this is all, all of the insider buys. And the insider buys are big. You can see, I mean, just for what? It's a $27 million market cap and the 10% owners buying $4 million of this at 261, 268. Um, the 10% owner, I mean, Ned Sherwood, he's buying what? $8 million of this. He's buying almost over 10% of the. I mean, look at all these buys that he's doing. At two ninety five, three dollars, two sixty eight. Um, you know, again, he's buying ten percent of the company. It's not BRN is. Um, you've got this gap down here between two twenty one and two fifty. You do have confirmation if you got in at two sixty two around where that guy was buying. I don't think it's horrible. I am seeing tops here. See the 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 trend down here. It is kind of moving downward. But you're not quite at the top from the bottom. You're kind of in the middle right there. Uh, honestly, I don't have a. Why not buy PXD Energy? 11% dividend. So, I mean, that, Brian, that would be my. I'm not attracted to small cap companies that could go bankrupt just because somebody's buying 10% of the company. It easily could pop to six. Maybe the guy takes it private. And you've got a $6 stock on your hands. Eh. Is it worth the risk of going back down to $2? They're losing money. They're not making money. Um, their PE is 12. Uh, their income, $2 million. Sales, $28 million. But they're only making $2 bucks. So their profit margin is 10%. Um, you know, again, that's kind of the way I look at it. I don't know if their profit margin is 10%. But an oil company should have, you know, 60% margin. Barnwell. Uh, there's my look at it. My weekly stock pick. Uh, if you guys are subscribed to my newsletter, uh, which you can go to dailystockpick.substack.com to get access to the free newsletter. It's free. But the other one that you want to subscribe to is myweeklystock.substack.com. Uh, he's got his tracker here. Uh, the reason you want to do this is because if we are heading into a down market at any point in time over the next two, three years, this is the guy to do. His algorithm is based on the Dow, so it's only 30 stocks that he has to choose from. Last year, down year, he made 13%. 13% in a down year. What was the S&P down? 12, 15%? He made 13%. This year, he's having a rough year. You want to know why? Because the Dow sucks. The Dow, it, it, it's not him. It's the Dow. Look at this that I went back. The Dow's only up 2%. The Dow is only up 2%. He's up 1%. And this is basically, he gives you a stock, buy on a Monday, sell on a Friday. Simple. Even people with full-time jobs can follow this one. His algorithm has led him into Google. Google I love. Google I love under 100. At 120, 125 where it's trading right now, I like it. Don't love it, but you only got to hold it till Friday. You know, GOOG is what we buy because that's the one that, uh, that they buy when uh, they buy back stock. So GOOGL is the one with voting rights, but, but with Larry and Sergey, you are never getting a vote that matters. Never, never. But I want you to subscribe to both mine at dailystockpick. Uh, what is it? Dailystockpick.substack.com. And I want you to subscribe to myweeklystock.substack.com. Both of those 
will have you basically you get uh, with him, you'll get a overview on a Saturday and on Sunday you get, here's the stock that my algorithm picked two newsletters over the weekend. Nice and easy with me. You'll get my notes from, uh, from, uh, each podcast. So you can look up the stocks that I looked at. You'll also get charts. Like I pu- pro- uh, published this weekend, my look at, uh, some stuff. Uh, let's go over some f- recent winners. Pan W. If you got in on this one, I said under 200, buy it. You're at 226. You absolutely have 10, 15% since I said buy this at 183. Uh, your boy is holding long. I'm holding long. The RSI is a ridiculous 79. The MACD is crossing way up. There's no reason to hold on to this other than I'm absolutely psycho. I like cybersecurity. I have both PanW and Crowd. Um, you know, those are the two. Oh, not Crown. What am I typing in? Um, CRWD is the, uh, the, the stock. Uh, but I have both. Crowd is down 0.94. PanW is up 4% today. Um, Shopify. I mentioned this last week and I may have mentioned it in passing, but Shopify under 60 is a buy. Add a little bit. You don't have confirmation. You are out uh, as far as the algorithm goes. Shopify is the latest Motley Fool recommended buy. And I do think uh, while they're expensive, I think they got rid of their cost. So, you know, unlike Amazon, they don't do fulfillment. So they got rid of their cost center. They, they basically hire that out. Um, they got rid of employees, which is overhead. Uh, and they're cutting costs. Year to date, they're up 67%. 67% average target price, 60. Under 60, you buy this one. It, it, the last time it was covered, downgrade. Neutral to underperform, but they didn't put a price target on it. May 9th, uh, hold to sell. DZ Bank, 47. They put a price target of $55 on it. May 9th, same time. Overweight to neutral, but they upped their price target by $10. May 5th, upgrade, UBS, sell to neutral, 34 to 64. All of these upgrades were basically because they cut costs. Simple as that. I think it's a $65 stock. I think you can buy it under 60. Um, I think, again, 65 is not crazy. Their earnings aren't coming up till later, so they really don't have a catalyst. So add carefully. Uh, I do own a lot of this. Oxy, Occidental Petroleum Oil is up today. We will go over that. Oxy, uh, it, it was under 60. It's over 60, $60.80. The algorithm has you buy at 59.73. I think you could get it under 60. Warren Buffett continues to buy this one in big lots. Uh, Mara went under 10. Did you get it under 10? Because right now we are at $9.94. I think it's a $12 stock. I think you continue this upward trend. Uh, you can see the ascending wedge. I think it's $12 stock. You have no catalyst other than the Bitcoin price. Uh, NVIDIA continues to go down. Uh, this is part of the core portfolio. Actually, it's up today. Three ninety four. dollars uh, This one traded down in the 380s today. Add it under 400 Under 400 add it. Uh, we didn't touch this 370 mark within the, you know, 366, 365, somewhere in that neighborhood. This gap right here, if you didn't touch this, you're fine. This provides you support around 360. I'm going to add more under 400. Uh, I'm continuing to add that. DPST. We talked about DPST being the regional bank trade. Um, uh, Schwab being the long-term one that you want to buy. DPST went through their 10 to 1 price um, 
10 to 1 reverse split. They're trading at 57.75, which remember, if you bought it at $5.75, you're even. If you bought it at $4, you're way up. But it just had another uh, cross up, 59.80. You're trading at 57.51, so you're under that one. You can see the ascending wedge. If you want to get into this one, the 200-day is moving down. The 50-day is obviously moving down. But you know what? The 9 and the 21 are moving up. So you can take a chance. Again, the algorithm has you in at 59.80. Um, AI. This is CP- C3 uh, AI. I think the CEO is a joke. I think the company is a joke. It's a good trade. Uh, this is just based on the AI. I think when this gets to 30, I think you could easily move it back to 35. Uh, I think if it gets into the 20s, you absolutely uh, start buying this one just because I think the AI train, again, you surf the AI train. While it's going, you just surf it. Uh, and I saw on, <laughs> and I know you said this, Zevin, Boyle. Um, Boyle's up 10%. Uh, you are still out as far as the algorithm goes. The RSI, like I said, it's super, super low. I still think that KOLD has all the momentum, but what you're seeing is that the nine day is, is still in a downward trend. The 21 days in a downward trend, those Bollinger bands are opening up. So I'd wait for them to cinch because you can see here where they cinched and then you have to move down. So I'd, I'd probably wait for those Bollinger Bands to give me more of a sign because the two, again, don't fight the trend. You've got the trend down here, but you are up 10% today. Can't argue with that. Can't argue if you traded it. Um, FYI, Long Beach Terminal, uh, which is the, ship, the, the terminal that played all the problems with the shipping uh, nightmare that happened in 2021, I think it was. They're shutting down for a day because of uh, labor issues. Just putting it out there. Maybe you look at some shippers. Uh, maybe you look at Zim. Maybe GOGL. Uh, maybe uh, EGLE. Um, some of these. They might take a hit. They might be worthwhile buying on the bounce back up. But just putting it out there, the news hit. None of these are, are I think, long-term plays. I think shipping was overdone. I think it's in the... Um, in the dumper now. And I think you're just going to see it come back to eh, regular prices. Um, Saudis cut oil by 1 million barrels per day. This is a simple supply and demand issue. They're seeing the price of oil under 70. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to cut it by a million dollars a day, even though we expect demand to go up because of the summer driving season um, in America, because of uh, China reopening, we're going to cut it. You know what you want to do? PXD. And I like it so much with that news. I added PXD to the core portfolio. Yeah. PXD, you, here's, here's what. This was a $150 stock when oil was up near 120 or so. Uh, 265. 260, I'm sorry, 265. So 250 was, was its high. This was November uh, up here, 260. I think you get back there if there's more news of it being purchased by Exxon. While you wait for it to go up, you get an 11% dividend that has been paid out on a regular basis. And you just missed the ex-dividend date. Under $200, you could have gotten it here before the ex-dividend date. The ex-dividend date was done. That's a 3% dividend right there. But so in my mind, when the Saudis do that, you go in and you look at uh, 
you look at PXD. I think that's the safest play right now. Under Armour, I wanted to point this out. Uh, like I said, I don't buy, uh, I don't wear Nike. I do wear Under Armour. But May 31st, the executive chair and brand chief, Kevin Plank, sold 16 million shares. That's worth $98 million. $98 million he sold. Uh, and Under Armour hasn't really responded to that too much. Um, it's down, uh, but you can see recently it's gotten the leg up. 660 was the buy on May 30th. Then he bought a ton of shares, sold a ton of shares, and it went up. I mean, he sold a, dun- a bunch. I don't exactly know what's going on, but eh, you got this gap up here between 751 and 774. That's a nice 10% move if you get that one. I got a ton of scans that I did. Ton of scans. Um, I can go over them. I can look at the charts. Uh, but I think what I'm going to do is put these in the newsletter. Uh, I'll, I'll go over some of them. Pepsi. I think anything under two uh, under one ninety on Pepsi. I think you absolutely add. You're touching the two hundred day, which is right down here at one eighty. The fifty day is kind of turning negative. But the you know the twenty one and the 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 nine day they're moving uh, positive, and the two hundred day still positive. You're just passing your ex-dividend date, but that got a cross up at 184. Uh, one that I personally own, and I probably shouldn't, is Etsy. Etsy was a pandemic winner. It's been taken back. I mean, if we just look at it, the, the algorithm has a cross up here at 85. I like it, but, but pre-pandemic, it was at 64. I don't know if it's still going down to 64. So I'd be careful with this one. Uh, I don't know that I'd necessarily add it long term. I'm still holding it, and I'm holding it at about a, I think a twenty percent loss. So I'm not doing well. I'm slowly adding, but it's just continuing to go down. Exxon had a cross up. XOM we just talked about PXD. XOM has a little bit less of a dividend. Uh, I think it's three percent somewhere in that neighborhood. Three point four four. Its PE is okay. $127 price target. You're at 106. The cross up happened at 106.03. So nice and easy. Uh, Bank of America. Uh, there is news that banks will have to make an additional 20% onto their uh, deposits. 28.92. I think anything under 30, I'm holding under 30. I think it's fine. I think it's absolutely fine. Um, Snowflake. We talked about Snowflake. Um, it, this is a big winner. I told you, add it at 148, you're at 175. This one gets a secondary cross-up. It's just a secondary cross-up. Or I'm sorry, it got you out with this loss down here, 153 if, you know, a week ago. Uh, but you're back in at 178. I'm holding average price around 180. I'm adding to it now. Uh, Devon Energy. This is the largest uh, dividend payer on the S&P. They're having some um, cost issues. It's cost issues, it's not demand issues. And you know, $48 is the, the uh, buy-in. Anything under 50, I think is just a golden price. 9.29% dividend. I think I'd rather add uh, PXD. I think PXD has much higher opportunity on the upside um, just because of Devin's current operational issues. But I think you can add Devin. The other one I think you can add because you know who, who's adding to it is legendary investor Warren Buffett, Oxy. Oxy is over 60. I think anything under 60. It got a buy-in here at 59.73. Uber. Uh, I think Uber is a $40 stock. I said, wait till it goes back down to 30. 
it got a cross up here. So I thought it was coming back to cover this gap that it had during earnings between 33 and 34. It didn't. 3980. 3980. Crazy, crazy good stock. Uh, if they they wind up turning a profit again this year, you're gonna see this one go past its its IPO price. I think its IPO price actually was around $40 uh, in 2019. Yeah, here it is. Uh, the opening day it traded between its high was 45, its low was 41. So you're getting back to that, that, that IPO where people thought it was worth it. Uh, it went all the way here up to 60s. So I, I think you're getting there at some point. Uh, I always call it Venom, V-N-O-M, but it's actually Viper Energy. This is one that my friend owns. I don't own. Uh, it has been recommended. I think it's got a good dividend. 2651. You know, again, it's energy has just been a dying sword to lay on. But uh, one right there, Fang, Diamondback Energy. These are all in the uh, energy watch list. So if you just scanned the energy watch list in TrendSpider, you'd see this. 131.70. And Diamondback has a really good uh, dividend from what I remember, too. I don't personally own this, but yeah, it's 6.92%. So th- again, these are, most of these are in ranges. Uh, OIH, which is the uh, oil drillers, uh, oil services. These are the guys that basically the picks and the shovels. 272. I wouldn't trade this one. I'd just buy it. It's under the 200 day. So if you think energy's going up, these guys are going to make money. Shell, uh, you know what else went up? Is our triple levered uh, oil futures. UCO, this is an ultra crude oil future. 2411. Uh, it's up 2% today, 2469. So you can get it around there. If the Saudis start um, cutting again, I think you're getting back to this 200-day. It's under the 200-day. The 200-day is at 2671. That's a nice 10% move. Um, the RSI is a little bit up there. But again, if, if we just continue, continue to, to see supply dwindle, I think the price goes up. Uh, and you know what else is bullish? Is XLE has a cross-up. XLE is the spider sector for energy. And an XLE cross-up is at $80.05. You're at $80.52. Again, trade these uh, for entry points. Nothing other than entry points. So um, the rest of the list, I did put one in there, and I want to bring it up. C-Limited. This is a China China, um, uh, uh, internet play. $59.66 is the buy-in. And you're trading right there, right, right at about that range today. Um, the only reason I brought this up is I see this gap up here at 79. Uh, I see the death cross happening, which is danger. But I also see this button hook, and I see the RSI down at 31, and I see the MACD crossing up, and I see it moving. So I don't know. Maybe you take the chance on this one. I bring it up because I don't think anybody's even looking at this stuff. Um, but I like that one. The other one that I really like is Win. Um, uh, Vegas is coming back. Win is under its 200-day, and typically when it gets under the 200-day, with a travel stock in particular, it's going to go over the 200-day. The last time this was under the 200-day was op- October at 57. Imagine if you bought it at 57, and now you're sitting at a 100, and you're pissed off because you didn't sell it at 115. Uh, but it's going back to 115. So if you can get it under 100, I think win under 100 is great. Um, there's a bunch of others. I'll put them all in the newsletter. If you want me to do a chart, simply reply to the newsletter. I'll post a chart of the algorithm. 
Um, again, so subscribe to the newsletter at dailystockpick.substack.com. Uh, if you like TrendSpider, there's a link below, 25% off, DSP25. You get access. I'll give you, send you a welcome letter, and it's easy. It's plug and play. The welcome letter includes links for both algorithms, the 4-hour and the 65-minute. The 65-minute can be used for day trading. Simple as that. I also send you links where you can import all the watch lists. These watch lists include the core portfolio, which I just added PXD to, energy names that I trade, levered ETFs, uh, low-cost Vanguard ETFs. If you just want to buy and forget it, look for entry points, um, spider sectors. And there's a whole bunch more that you can scan in this stuff. Um, you know, the scanners that I give you are both a four-hour scanner and any stock that is currently in the 65-minute uh, day trading window to buy. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Think about subscribing. Um, I'm here every morning, but subscriptions always help. Uh, hit the alert button so you know when I'm here. I am traveling this week. So there might be some spottiness on shows, um, on podcasts, but if you subscribe to the newsletter, I'll make sure I have at least one newsletter out every day. Uh, every day that the market is open. And sometimes on the weekends, I'll give you a bonus. I'll just give you a bonus. And make sure you subscribe to my weekly stock as well. His weekly stock is Google. So get Google today um, at a good price. Get out on Friday. Start making that money. Um, the other sponsor that I have is Visible. If you're paying more than $25 for your phone service, no reason not to switch to Visible. Here's a bonus for you. I give you $20 off your first month. So your first month is $5. If you have an eSIM, simply go on there, download an eSIM, get a new number. And then if you like it, you know, for $20, $25 a month instead of your $45 a month, you basically cut your cost in half and you got an eSIM and you port your number over. Simple as that. But the link is down below. Uh, hit me up with any questions on the private Facebook group. You'll see all the social icons on the link tree. Uh, any questions that you have, just hit me up. So uh, let me know what questions you have. I will talk to you most likely tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I'll post in the private Facebook group, uh, or on YouTube here. I'll do a post as well if I'm not going to be on. Okay. Take care.